Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Long Island added nearly 23,000 taxpaying full-time residents during the first two years of the pandemic, even as others left the region in droves, particularly New York City, according to data released yesterday by New York State Controller Thomas DiNapoli. Robert Brodsky reports on Newsday.com that the report found a massive exodus of resident personal income tax filers, the state's largest revenue source, between 2019 and 2021 particularly in 2020, when the number of residents migrating out of New York nearly quadrupled compared to a year prior. But Long Island appears to have defied those trends, in part because of residents relocating to the suburbs of Nassau and Suffolk counties from the city, which had become the global epicenter of the pandemic. The number of Long Island income taxpayers living full-time in the region grew by 2.4 percent from 2019 to 2020, from 1,468,127 to 1,503,626. Those numbers dipped by 0.83% in 2021, down to 1,491,063 tax filers, the data shows. In total, the Nassau-Suffolk region added 22,936 personal income tax filers during the two-year period, or a growth of 1.5%, the report shows. The majority of Long Island's new arrivals during the pandemic appears to have migrated from New York City, where two out of every 100 residents moved out in 2020 alone. The pandemic resulted in a large number of people seeking our suburban region, particularly in Suffolk County, which is more available land and where many New Yorkers have second homes, said Matt Cohen, president and chief executive of Long Island Association, the region's largest business group. Long Island offers a terrific quality of life, Cohen said. However, it is critical that we address the cost of housing and overall affordability or else the COVID increase will be an anomaly and our population trend will go backwards. PFAS, the synthetic forever chemicals contaminating drinking water wells in various locations in and around the Calverton area, are once again on the agenda of the U.S. Navy this evening for its next meeting of the Calverton Restoration Advisory Board, which is the community liaison for the ongoing environmental cleanup of the former Grumman site. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the Calverton Restoration Advisory Board meeting begins tonight at 6.15 p.m. at Manorville Fire Department Headquarters, 15 Silas Carter Road, Manorville. Navy representatives will also host an open house just prior to this evening's meeting from 5.30 to 6 p.m. at the Manorville Firehouse. The $2.01 billion South Fork Wind Farm has begun sending some of its power to the Long Island grid, an early step in the state of New York's plan for a carbon-free power grid in coming decades. Denmark-based Orsted and New England utility Eversource announced last month the completion of the first of 12 turbines for the South Fork project in the waters off Rhode Island and Massachusetts. That turbine has been sending power to the LIPA grid at East Hampton since last Thursday, according to people familiar with it. 
The remaining 11 turbines under construction are each expected to begin sending power to Long Island via a 56-mile cable connecting at Wainscott in the coming weeks. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that state and local officials will be in East Hampton today to mark the milestone, which has been more than six years in the making since the LIPA Board of Trustees approved the project in January 2017. It will be the first utility-scale offshore wind farm in federal waters and the first of some 9,000 megawatts of offshore wind planned for the state of New York. Governor Kathy Hochul, in a statement, noted New York's nation-leading efforts to generate reliable, renewable, clean energy have reached a major milestone. In addition to its jobs and power, South Fork Wind will demonstrate to all that offshore wind is a viable resource New York can harness for generations to come, states Governor Hochul. The 12-turbine array is expected to cost average LIPA customers around $1.27 a month, according to an estimate from LIPA's 2024 budget, though bigger power users will see a greater impact and the cost escalates marginally each year over the 25-year life of the contract. LIPA and South Fork have said the project will provide power for some 70,000 customers, most in the Hamptons, where power usage has been increasing in recent years. The Southampton Town Board will be accepting public comment on its Climate Action Plan at a December 12th public hearing at 1 p.m. at Town Hall. That's next Tuesday. The plan, in the works since 2021, lays out a path for the town to follow to reach its ambitious goals of dramatically reducing the town's carbon emissions, with the goal of Southampton Town being carbon neutral by the year 2040. Beth Young in East End Beacon reports that the plan, drafted by the Rambol Group, a global engineering consulting firm, Firm, outlines the interplay of state and federal policies, sequestration of carbon and local initiatives that will be part of the puzzle of getting to carbon neutrality. The consultants believe nearly half of the reduction can come from local actions outlined in the plan. Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney yesterday announced the arrest of a Montauk man said to be responsible for spray-painting swastikas and anti-Semitic phrases in Montauk on October 30th and November 11th. D.A. Tierney said Michael Nicololius, 74, made admissions to law enforcement authorities after being arrested in Montauk at about 12.20 a.m. this Tuesday, just moments after detectives witnessed him spray-paint a swastika on a bench. The defendant also made derogatory statements with regard to United States' involvement in military conflicts in Israel and Ukraine, according to the D.A., Given the nature of what's going on, Mr. Tierney said at a press conference in Riverhead yesterday, it was particularly important that we bring the person responsible to justice. Christine Sampson and Carissa Katz in the East Hampton Star report that Mr. Nicololius, who was arraigned Tuesday afternoon in East Hampton Town Justice Court by Justice Lisa R. Rana, is facing two counts of aggravated first-degree harassment and one count of fourth-degree criminal 
criminal mischief as a hate crime, both felonies. He is also charged with 10 counts of making graffiti and one count of possession of a graffiti instrument, which are misdemeanors. Represented by a legal aid attorney, Mr. Nicololius is released without bail, but with an order to wear a monitoring bracelet on his ankle and an order of protection against visiting or approaching two specific Montauk individuals who are not identified by name in court. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.